Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome back, Luca, Tiger, LeBron Nation. It was a big weekend. We communicated more than ever with you guys. There were a ton of comments about the Hakeem. There were a ton of comments about Tatis. There were a ton of comments all over the place. We love interacting with you guys. It was a huge weekend in sports. We're going to do a recap right here. We're going to bring you plays that you can act on. I want to say something. Cage texted me this morning, and he was saying something very, very interesting. Uh, and it's something I've thought a lot about. And right after this, we'll get into the weekend recap. Uh, but I think what's going to make our community special, what makes you guys special is, Cage said, let's make sure we're not creating sheep. And I've been thinking a lot about this. And if you guys are listening to our tips, our advice, our goal is actually so that you don't always listen to us. Our goal is so that you learn from what's worked for us. Right. We're not trying to get you, you know, there's that old movie, Two for the Money, right, with Brandon Lang, where <laughs> they give you the picks, the betting plays, you log on to their website and you see the play. That's not who we are. We're, it's not about the play. It's about everything that surrounds the play. It's the why. And learning the strategies that work and that will make you money over and over and over again. The buy raw, grade, resell, finding the right multipliers, catching trends. That's something that in 20, 30 episodes, you guys can stop listening to us. And we hope that doesn't happen, but you could stop listening to us. <laughs> Go and make money on your own. That's no, you know what's better instead of stop listening to us? I mean, we've already seen it. So some of our listeners are, are they're pretty on the ball. You know, I mean, I've gotten messages where they said, hey, you know, I, I listened to your, your episode a week and a half ago, and uh, I got an idea that's similar. Here's a card I found on eBay. Here's the multiple of it. Here's why I think it's valid. What do you think? And I'll 100% comment back. It's happened a bunch of times to you guys already. So you're figuring it out. We're trying to give you the tools. Obviously, we'll keep giving you picks. But what Andrew's saying here is, you know, I don't know how many times I have to say the word due diligence. We do it. We want you to do it. And we give you one pick a day. You get on eBay for an hour. You should be able to find six of them because it's exactly the same stuff that we're talking about here. Um, and I think that's what he's, what he's going for. I mean, we're not social influencers who are going to hold up a picture of a card and say, this is the one to buy and it's going to triple for no reason. Instead, we're going to give you the rationale behind it, why that card is actually going to go somewhere, why we think it's undervalued, why we think, you know, you can buy it, grade it, and make money on it. Um, and give you the tools that you need to, uh, to succeed in the hobby. That's all. Easy stuff. Let's get into the weekend recap. I have three topics. MLB, NBA, vintage. MLB, I want to talk about Tatis. NBA, I want to talk about Luka Magic. Oh, yeah. Vintage buzz. Where do you want to start? So, I mean, I love all three of them. You can go in that order. But before we do, I just want to say thank you to everybody who interacted with us this weekend, just like you said. And, and just a, a little, you know, a little star on it. We put out a weekend episode this weekend we put one out on saturday for you guys um you know with a with a pick and just a little discussion and that kind of stuff so we were interacting with you because you know we want to make sure that you know we're there with you on the weekends too there's a lot of sports going on there's still buying and selling going on all, all formats and we'd love to hear what you thought about that i mean the listener count over the weekend was the highest that it has ever been um basically every day we get more listeners than the day before so we, we do want to thank you for that but we are very curious about whether or not the weekend was something that you guys liked um you know, whether or not you'd want us to do more of those. Um, so let us know if you can, you know, send us some comments, message us, you name it. Um, and we've also seen uh, quite a few more people share some success stories in their story. 
uh, you know, I bought this last week because uh, I heard it on Luca on the Luca Tigers and Bronze podcast. That is great stuff. We will repost that. We love that stuff. We'd love to hear it, and uh, we'd love to see more of that. So yeah, pick which one of the three you like. Go for it. We got to go with Lucas. He's in our name. All right, let's do it. Tiger played this weekend. I'd love to have talked about him a little bit, but uh, he didn't really do so well. That was the single greatest performance in game that I've seen in a very long time. Think about this. The Bucks have two defensive player of the years candidates, mm-hmm. right? Giannis, Brooke Lopez. Crazy how Brooke Lopez is that good of a defender, but that's a topic for another he's, day. He's huge. He's, he's like the Encino man on steroids. It's great. 19 assists on two turnovers, and it's not even just the stats. It's how those assists came. He, he set the pace for the whole game. When he was in there, he was getting people open shots, passes through the legs. I've never seen a performance like that. Reminded me a little bit of magic from yeah. the highlights I've seen with the ability to pull up from 30 out. <laughs> I saw one comment that uh, somebody said they think Luke is going to be the next Harden. And I just had to say, obviously, you didn't watch the game and you don't watch his game. Um, you know, there's some similarities on the offensive side, but come on, talk about filling the stat sheet and just doing it all unselfishly against a sick defensive team. And I know your favorite part is you're, you're, you're a hooper. Or at least in your own mind, you are. <laughs> two turnovers. The two turnovers. Come on. In that's you know, can't overlook that. He runs the whole offense. Mm-hmm. It's well, not like a turnover for like a role player. This guy runs the whole offense every minute he's in there. Yep. Um, it, it was incredible. His cards shot up through the roof. Yeah, it's amazing. Prism was twelve hundred. Now it's at two thousand. Well, the the silver is one of those. I only have one of his PSA ten silver. I wish I would have. I wish I would have gotten more, but I have one. I'm happy that I have the one. Trust me. But it's one of those cards. And I've talked about this on a prior episode. I think, you know, um, it's four grand. It's five grand. And I think, wow, come on, I gotta sell this thing. You know, I mean, it's going up. And uh, you know, like most of the other cards in my collection, I'm happy I didn't sell it um, because it's it's just keeps going up. And I think I saw LeBron Chrome. Obviously, there's a lot more of the Lucas out there. I think I saw LeBron Chrome sell less than fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars Chrome rookie. You know, I mean, I don't know how many championships Luca's going to win, but I know he's not going to lose six. <laughs> we are ruining for that. His second <laughs> year silvers are selling for twelve hundred now. It's amazing. It really is. I remember pulling one. I was, it was out of a pack when I was paying thirty dollars a blaster. And selling it for fifty bucks raw, right. and thinking, who the hell's paying fifty bucks for a silver second year? Now, yeah, I should have sent it to PSA. <laughs> but I mean, who could predict what was going on with this market? I mean, who could, who could have predicted this? Nobody, nobody. Um, but yeah, Luca, Luca's been on the silver PSA ten, eighty five hundred. So does that make Trey a play in your mind? So, so we talked about this with Wharf. Right, we talked about the multiples, right? And I like to say, okay, if 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 Luca's a six thousand dollar car, Trey should be two, right? And the Wharf actually had a really great um, commentary on it. It's that those multiples are never going to be the same while right now because Luca's playing, right? So so you could expect a wider gap between the two as Luca has the ridiculous kind of games he has, and Trey's not doing anything. But yes, I I do I anticipate. There are people who look look at it like I do, which is if Luca is eighty five hundred dollars, okay. If I'm buying this to hold next year when the two of them are playing, and when I when I say next year, I mean in a few months when the next season starts. Do I want one Luca PSA ten silver or four trays 
because that's what you could buy now. So to me, I'm not the only person doing that. There are many people out there who want to have four trays. So you'll see the tray go up. If you had that $8,500 to spend, you want to buy four tray PSA 10 silvers or one Luca. And there'll be enough people who want to buy the tray that all of a sudden it'll go up. Um, it'll be $2,500 before you know it, if it's not hovering around that already. Um, it's an interesting phenomenon when someone has a monster game. So mm-hmm. like just on August 8th, his silver sold for 7000 mm-hmm. One day later, it sold for 8500 So there's a lot of supply of that out there. And you see, think like, oh man, how, how could this happen? But there's a lot of supply in people's basements and people's safes now because of the amount of money it is. In people's, I'm not selling this because he's so young and so good that I'm going to hang on to this until it's a LeBron price. So even with the supply out there, that's one card. That's like the card of this 20 years. You know what I mean? That Luca Silver, that's what brought every, Luca brought everybody back into this. I know Zion's a freak and he's great. We can talk about Zion prices too if you like. But the Luca is to today's collector. That Luca Silver is then to what, to what LeBron is from the last collecting group. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's the one people are going to expect to have that LeBron kind of thing going for. At least that's the way I look at that card. So even though there's supply like, like crazy, there's as much, if not more demand, which is a, what allows a card to go up 15% like that from seven to $8,000. Really is only a 15% jump. Stock has a good earnings. It goes up 15% easy. So why shouldn't Luca's card? So. It was an amazing performance. Let's move on to your boy. Oh, How long have you been crying about the crying, screaming, Tatis, 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 buy so, Tatis? So last year, I mean, right before he got hurt, I was saying it's ridiculous how undervalued Tatis is. And, you know, Alonzo had a great historical season. But Alonzo's, what, 26? I mean, I don't know how old that was Alonzo, 26 years old. Tatis is 21 right now. Um, you know, he's – I mean, he was, he was one of those can't-miss guys. And I remember the cards were 50 – $55, $60, and Alonzo was selling for 75 or 80 and, and thinking that's that's a crime. <laughs> you know, it's a criminally underpriced thing just because the kid is, he's a beast, and he's fun. And we talked about it last week in, you know, in our episode. I don't want to, you know, you know, rehash the same exact stuff, but, I mean, I don't know if Jeff Passan from ESPN stole my idea or listened to Lucas, Tigers, and LeBron. If you did, Jeff, and you're listening to this, you know, throw a comment out there and give me some credit for the whole Tatis article you put up on ESPN. He's fun. He goes to the dugout and dances. My my seven year old son has a, a a friend, a little um, a little friend from school. She's a uh, she's a baseball player as well, and uh, she's imitating his dance. You know, she does a swing and she's practicing it so that this weekend when she hits a ball in softball, you know, they they using a machine to pitch to these kids, seven years old, and she's gonna hit a ball and she's gonna come into the dugout afterwards and do a tattoo dance. I mean, that's that's cool because. Now you're starting to see some of the baseball stuff that's fun that basketball has. You know what I mean? So people see a kid like that, a 21-year-old, having fun, hitting bombs, you know, celebrating, come back to the dugout and dancing, and, you know, he's the cover page of ESPN, you name it. That's great for the game. And it's, it's, it's that it factor that I talked about that's going to drive the car prices. I mean, just did I expect when I told you guys – that it was a week can change ago, whatever it was, that it's a twenty dollar raw. It is a no brainer, and and at one hundred thirty something PSA ten, which is what it was, one hundred twenty five hundred thirty PSA ten. That it was, you know, it was a move. Did I expect it to be selling for near three hundred dollars of PSA ten a week later? No, but I expected it to get there at some point. 
and I'm not surprised it's there, especially with the way he's been playing. Guys, I think he's had a home run every game since we since since we recommended him. So you know, I mean, it's just um, he can't continue that streak. And I'm curious about what's going to happen with his cards. You know, when he doesn't hit a home run or he has an over four game and strikes out. I mean, he's human. He's not a machine, but he's the kind of guy that's now pervasive. He's be quickly becoming you know Acuna. Uh, quickly becoming soda, like the, the face of the game, young face of the game. And San Diego is a cool team, cool jerseys. I love the brown. I love, you know, I love the colors. Um, you know, they got a young core, and they're going to be, you know, televised a little bit more. And and you know, I mean, look, I've already said as much as I can about Tatis, but I have a lot of his cards. So you know how I read articles about like you know uh, when Amazon stock went up, Jeff Bezos's net worth went up. I, I had a good weekend. <laughs> on paper, on paper, because I, and I will tell you guys this, because sometimes you want to know, you're listening to me and talking the whole deal. I have bought more. I did not sell a single one. I have not consigned one. I have not put one up on eBay. I have not listed one on, I'm not taking profit on him. I'm not doing it because he's 21. You know, when we gave this play last week, it wasn't, I mean, you want to make a quick flip. If you bought some last week and want to double your money or more, go for it. I will never tell you to, you know, leave that money on the table. There's plenty of plays and I'm going to give you another one. You can turn that money into and, 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 and make more. But if you tell me the guy wins the MVP this year, I would not be surprised. He right now currently is tied with Aaron Judge for the major league lead in home runs, which he's an infielder at 21 years old. And it's a it's short season. Hard. It's a cool looking card too. I got to be. It's honest. a sick card, right? Yeah. I'll cool say, I do, I think stats give you an opportunity for attention, mm-hmm. and then I think your personality is what has lasting power. I think oh, yeah. builds brand. Stats get you attention. So there's been a lot of guys that come and go that will hit ten home runs in a in a month. They'll oh, yeah. pop, but they don't have the personality. They don't have the flair. They don't have the poise. They don't want to be in the spotlight. I have the Kevin Moss collection to prove it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but Andrew, you, you're a basketball guy, right? So you asked me last week, you know, what's the, th- hey, I, you know, what's the deal with Tatis? Why is he your guy? Like, why has he been your guy for as long as I've known you? And I explained, now you can't open up an app without hearing about him. You can't open up Twitter or Insta or the ESPN app or whatever it is because he's forced himself into that, you know, he's forced himself into the discussion, you know? So, so that's great for his cards. Let's look at that. Let's talk about this for a sec, right? So there's someone on the other side probably sitting there thinking, damn, you know, I missed out on those Raws or mm-hmm. damn, I missed out on my PSA 10. We were talking about this a little bit with Michael Porter Jr., remember? Yep, 100%. Catching trends, you don't necessarily have to find the bottom. Sure, could you have got them at 90? Awesome. Could you have got it at 150? Awesome. But we still think, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, he's your guy. There's value at that 250 mark, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean – it. It is not a card that I would tell you to buy at 250, hoping that it's 500 next week. Cards just don't do that. Now, could it be 350 next week? Sure. I mean, I don't know what he's going to do in tonight's game or tomorrow's game. You know, you know, he goes on a, a continues on a home run tail like this. Yeah, I mean, easily it could go up plenty. But it's a card. If you ask me, could it be 500 next year? Sure, 100, 100, percent not without a doubt. Um, and you know. So it's definitely one that I'm putting my money where my mouth is not by buying, but by, um, you know, but by, by not selling them. And I'm definitely buying more raw. I mean, raw now, especially, you know, even I saw a couple selling for, you know, 40, 50 bucks yesterday. 
I mean, you get raw in the 30s, buy them. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, and and before the whole spike yesterday, I mean, I showed Andrew. I mean, I gave everybody a lot of time. I saw a listing come up on, on eBay yesterday for 10 raw for 189.99. I hit that as soon as I saw it. So I'm buying. I'm still buying his cards. I mean, you can't. You can't not, <laughs> you know, see the value in uh, in that card. Gage, um, you said I gave people a shot. I did. I said I gave them days, days, week almost. Don't overthink it. You know, like sometimes what happens is when a card pops like that, you're like, damn, if I just bought ten at eight eighty dollars, it would have been eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Or I would have invested eight hundred. Now I would have had three times that. Just get one. Start yep. with one. It's it's one of those things. Like if you if, if you if you really believe he's the next trout the next amazon stock the next time just start with one share you'll have time to buy more and more and more don't overthink it just start with one share and i think it's really important because sometimes when there's a pop people start overthinking and they're like oh i wish i bought more i wish i have bought it last week could have bought three last week but i ended up buying kevin yates or whoever you said earlier i'm gonna drop a little fun one right here so i love everybody commenting and and responding to us i I love everybody you know interacting with us um I bought quite a few Tatis Raw over the last couple of days. Over the weekend, this morning, even I bought a few. Uh, I'm gonna give one away. I'm gonna give one away to a listener. Right? So you need no. You're gonna get one. So, so um, yeah, I don't have them yet, but they're gonna be gonna start to be delivered to me. So let's go. I'm just gonna pick one day this week, one random comment, you name it. Um, you know, they don't have to put it up in your story, but we'd love to see that. Maybe I'll give you a bonus entry if you throw a, throw something up in your story about our podcast. But I'm 100% one somebody listening to this right now who comments is going to be getting one of those tattoos for free. And it's a good way to get them, right? You know, you can buy your Apple shares, but it's nice when you're, uh, you know, your rich uncle uh, Cage <laughs> gives you one for your birthday. <laughs> you guys, do me a favor. So remember we were talking about building relationships. So Saturday morning, I went on eBay. I also bought my first Tatis. And I bought it from a guy who was actually working at Petco Park. How does that happen? I made an offer. I contacted him. I said, you know what? I'm a big believer in Tatis. Would love to have these. I see you have 12 available. I'll take them all if you're interested in doing a deal. He said, let's do it. Let's do it offline. His name is Mr. Evan Meyer. At Mr. Evan Meyer on Instagram. And he has an account at Storybook holdings give him a follow he works at petco park he's around these guys all the time think about that talking about making relationships i like it i like it listen maybe i'll send them some cards so you can get me an autograph i'm sure he doesn't get asked that ever that would go against <laughs> i don't i don't i'm not a huge honor. unless it comes in a pack autographed i don't like you know getting you know a, a card autographed in person you know for resale value i'll get it i'll give it to my kid you know but for, for resale value no so i want to give a shout out for being so easy to work with so cool i told him i'd give him a shout because that's just serendipitous right to tease yeah, awesome. you reach out to some guy on ebay to buy all his uh, psa 10s he ends up working at padre stadium uh yeah, it's great Echo park unbelievable it's great park too by the way you ever, you ever catch a game there I would love to. I have a few yeah. friends in San Diego. Jake Hall, everybody I work with, he's in San Diego. Really great statue of Tony Gwynn up there. They got a you know awesome beer selection. Like great open air park. You know, it's a really, really, really nice stadium. Go to game there. I saw them play the Dodgers uh, last season. So good. There's good stadium. people in the hobby. That's the that's the takeaway. Oh yeah, getting the Tatis cards is cool. Meeting someone, 
just talking, you know, collabing. So that's awesome. Let's talk about vintage and get into the plays. Yeah, cool. So um, vintage, the prices on vintage are ridiculous. Um, and I had somebody contact me cold. Um, you know, they're not, it's not even for sale. But, you know, people know <laughs> what's in the inventory, I guess. Contact me to, to buy a uh, Kim Elijah on 1986 Fleer PSA 10 that I happen to have two of. I love the comments, guys. I love the, you know, the crowdsourcing of information from the listeners here, right? So it's great to hear that feedback because I was probably, when I posted the picture, hopefully you guys saw it, took a look at it. When I posted the picture of, um, of my Hakeem and said, hey guys, what do you think? Should I sell it, should I buy it? I was probably 50-50, I was probably on a fence. Uh, you know, I, I could have been swayed either way, I think, especially because I have two. Um, most of the comments were hold. Most of the comments were, you know, why would you ever sell something like that? I mean, there was one that said sell and then buy it back in a little while, just on a hunch. Um, I have a feeling with the pop on these, it'd be difficult to buy it back um, anytime soon. Um, but I think I'm kind of leaning towards hanging on to it. And, and you know, I want to thank the community for that. So what's behind the Elijah one, you know, because we're talking vintage, not just my specific card. Um, we saw with, with Rips, our guest, I think a lot of people are making money in uh, modern and they're trimming 10%, 15%, 20% of the sales that they have on their modern cards and they're building up their portfolio with vintage. And these vintage cards have so little pop in high grades that when you get one, two, three, four people looking for them, the prices just fly. Um, I was looking at a Bill Russell PSA six that ended last night and it sold for triple what it sold for a couple months ago. Um, it was almost $30,000 for six, nicely centered six. Um, but um, that was a card that you could get. I mean, there were quite a few of them sitting on eBay with no one even buying them. So clearly the eBay inventory was cleared out. And now when they pop up, there are enough people looking to add that vintage to their collection that the prices are just, you know, every time something comes up for sale, it sets a record. And I will give you more, more, detail because I'm not always right guys I'm not always right on all these things so far with every one of these episodes I've been right but I'm not always right um and um humble. I guess maybe I guess maybe you get it I am I'm not humble I'm the opposite of humble I was right because I'm gonna tell you what I paid for them so guys he is to... actually humble he's just showing out for you he had a big weekend he got some windows done I'm, he's I'm, the, for you. I'm the most humble guy you'll ever meet he really he has a, he's a heart of a giant but I sold an Elijah one already I had three of them I sold one and you're going to laugh at me, right? Because I sold it for $2,700. And now I got somebody offering, you know, $6,500 for $7,000 for him. And I'm saying no. So I'm an idiot because that card has gone up three times what it was. It was $2,700. Now people are offering, you know, seven for it. And I'm saying no. But here's the thing look back on eBay sales. I bought those three in the second half of 2019. I bought them between June and December of last year. And I did not pay a thousand dollars for any of them. Paid between seven and nine hundred dollars each. So even at twenty seven hundred, I basically got my money back for all three of them. And the other two that I'm holding are all in in profit now. They're free to me. Um, so am I upset that I sold them for twenty seven hundred with seven? Sure. I probably turned that twenty seven hundred into some more money too, buying something else. So you you know you can't look at it that way, right? You know sometimes you got to sell and you know move that stuff around. Um, but yeah, I think I'm hanging on to these two. So that's the. Yes. Yeah. Why do you think vintage is popping? Yep. Like Jordan cards have stayed very, relatively consistent. Probably had a dip after the last dance. So, what do you think that's so Jordan is an interesting story because you, if you look at it 
from just take a snapshot of last year and then look at it now, they have flown. You know, you, you could have gotten yourself a PSA 10 86 Fleer Jordan um, for 30 in the 30s last year. Um, towards the end of the year, it went up into the 40s to 50 before Last Dance. And with Last Dance, there were some sales and auction houses over $100,000, which is a crazy jump. And, you know, they kind of got head out a little too far over their feet. It kind of got a little ahead of itself. But, and it came back down into the 60s and 70s. I don't think you get one for that anymore. I think they are heading back up. I think they're in the 80s. I don't, I haven't looked at eBay um, for a while for them, but I've seen some recent sales in auction houses. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, they basically, they hit that hundred and change. They kind of fell a little bit, but I think they're on their way back up. And it's all the multiple game, right? Again. So, you know, if, if Elijah on was a thousand dollars and Jordan was 35 and now Elijah on is seven, what should Jordan be? You know, Jordan at 85 or hundred sounds like a bargain now. So, um, you know, I, I, I would never be concerned about a Michael Jordan rookie card. It's just one of those things that, you know, it's going to have a steady, that might be a little, you know, dip, but usually if there's a dip on that, it's because it got a little too far ahead of itself. It happened in 2016 also it was got up into the, into the high forties and came back down into the twenties and then it started climbing back up. So now it's a hundred, it'll get back down into the sixties and start to climb back up. And then, you know, maybe next year, the year after you'll see 125 for sale on it. It's just, that's just the Jordan chart. Something you talked about, and we'll cover this and we'll go into the pick mm -hmm. really well centered. So the really well-centered Russell Rips talked about it. You talked about it. Oh, yeah. You're buying vintage. The grade matters less than the eye appeal of the card. That's a really interesting nuance. Of course, the grading matters. Mm -hmm. But keep that in mind, right? With modern cards, you go PSA 10. doesn't even matter if the centering looks effed, which we've right. seen a few times. With vintage, vintage collectors love eye appeal and they love centering. The grade matters, but keep that in mind when you're choosing cards. And if you do get the option to pay a little bit of a premium, and you could jump in here, Cage, mm -hmm. make sure that eye appeal in the centering is worth it. So if you look it up, guys, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a Bill Russell 1957 uh, PSA 6 that just sold in the last day. It might have sold over the weekend. Um, that card, if a 7 came up now, and it was uh, – some of these 7s have pretty bad centering – a seven would probably sell for about the same as what that six sold for. It was that nice of a six um, because it was just perfectly centered all around. It was a really nice card. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, I appeal is a huge thing, mostly because there's just not that many in those high grades. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're talking about prism tens. All right. Some of them are off centered, you name it, but there's just so many of them out there that the, you know, a 10 is a 10 is a 10 almost. Um, but in those um, vintage cards, I mean, you're talking about a card that's, you know, 65 years old if there's you know there's only a handful of them that eye appeal is what separates the sixes and the sevens from each other so now i want to hear your pick love it my pick is a little bit different it's not going to probably pop off anytime soon but it's an alternate play to if you missed the boat on luca i think there's an alt market that i've been following for a little while i mentioned it to you a little bit ago you were like I like it, but I don't like the acronym of it. And it's a Luca Luck of the Lottery Prism. So it's a Prism variation. Uh, it's a very low pop card. And it hasn't appreciated the same as other Luca cards have. And I think it's a cool looking card. It's Luca Rookie. And you can get a PSA 10 of that card for 
and here's one for 309. There's been a few that sold for 275. It, it's it's a way to get into the Luca market without breaking an arm or a leg. And I think it has a chance to become a sought out card. Perhaps not the same way that obviously his Prism or his Prism Silver. But for example, there's a Luck of the Lottery PSA 10, Luck of the Lottery Fast Break, and a Luck of the Lottery Mojo and Silver. The Silver, for example, sold last month for 650. I have one and I was listening for a while. No buyers. Mm-hmm. No buyers for 1,300. I think sneaky, you could get that silver for under 1,000. And if you think about it, it's still a Luca silver. It's graded a PSA 10, and you could get a good deal on it. Or you could get the base for 250, 275. Uh, and I think once supply does dry up as people are hoarding Luca, it might become that secondary derivative investment for him. Uh, again, it's not something like the other plays I've given you that are going to pop immediately, like the Kobe's. But it's a play that, hey, put it, buy it, put it in your personal collection, and see what happens in a few years. Uh, if you're as high on Luca as many of these other people are, I like it. I'll tell you why. I mean, there's a part of it I don't like. I'll get to that acronym in a second. I like it. Um, you know, when I got back into basketball cards, I remember opening those and. You know, oh, let me open up a pack of 2018 Prism, open up a box, and I got a luck of the lottery, Luca. And I'm, I'm going to tell the dealer in the store where I'm opening up. I'm like, look, I got a Luca rookie. And they're like, really? Let me see. And no, they're like, those are crap. That's what the dealer said. Oh, that's crap. And again, this year, you know, the, the, the Zion inserts, right? The, uh, you know, the one where he's kind of like this, you know, he's like dunking the ball, whatever it is. There are inserts in Prism, basically. Um, and they're not, they're not the base card, which is an interesting thing. I remember opening a blaster with my son um, early on when Prism just came out this year and he got a Zion um, and he's like, I got a Zion. He was thrilled. I mean, it's still a Zion rookie. It's still got all of the Prism shininess to it. And some, some would say that that luck of the lottery is a cooler looking card. Um, You know, it's definitely not a bad looking card and you're right. I mean, um, I think you might want, you didn't mention this, but I think you might hit, on something that we would talk about um lower branding right so like optic or hoops or just regular dunrus right so there's there's many levels of your ability to get in and invest in luca if you want to invest them and not spend two thousand dollars for a prism psa 10 right one way of doing it is to go to a lesser you know release mosaic you know this year that kind of stuff or if you want to stay with the flagship prism this is a way to do it and not step down to an optic or another product, but you know, it's the step below his regular call. What do you got? No, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You stay within the yep. prison ecosystem. Yep. And it's great. So here's what I don't like about it. So everybody knows F O T L, right? So, you know, the, the, that's on there when you say, okay, I got, you know, prism F O T L first off the line. Right. So the, the, when I see that, I know it's first off the line. So I see eBay listings, or when Andrew texted me about this and he's like, oh, I like Luca L O T L. And I'm like, they're making last off the line cards. I mean, like I get first on the line, but last off the line doesn't sound like, you know, like anybody would really want to buy that. He's like, no idiot luck of the lottery. I'm like, okay, all right, that now I get it. But I see L O T L and I'm like, all right, that's the opposite of first off the line. So, you know, <laughs> can I touch on that one more yeah, thing? Please, please. So when Michael Porter jr. Was popping off last week, I, I, I like the, check out sold listings on Mercari. Mm-hmm. A lot of re- lower end, like $50 less cards are sold on Mercari instead of eBay. 
it's just an easier platform to navigate. And all of Michael Porter Jr.'s like luck of the lottery lots were bought up instantly. Uh, so I think right now there isn't the biggest market for it. There's not a ton of attention on it, but I do think that could change. All right. It makes sense. I mean, it's an entry point thing, right? I mean, if you don't want to be spending the top level, you know, there's an entry point for everybody and that does provide one. And it's a real cool looking card. Mm-hmm. All right. So my play, my play is a great one for our weekend update episode here because, you know, Andrew started this off by talking about how, um, know we want you guys to kind of start thinking about this stuff on your own come to us with your place too we'll tell you what we think um but this is not you know this is not something we just want you to just only buy what we're telling you you can go ahead and do it make plenty of money but you know we gave you a pick um i think it was last week might be more than a week now uh 2020 tops uh series one gavin lux and you know my play on his base card for a couple of bucks was the guy's awesome. He's healthy. He just was not called up to play because of his, uh, you know, the team messing around with his service time, right? So we gave you that play. And, you know, I've bought some. I hope you guys have bought some. He's going to get called up eventually. And it's a play that even if he doesn't have a monstrous season this year, you'll see him in the playoffs. You're going to see him in televised games. And you're going to see him next year and the year after. And, you know, he could be one of those, you know, top, top, top young players in the league. He just has all the skills to do that. So, you know, when I recommended that, maybe what you could do is start thinking, are there any other ones that fall into that category? Maybe not guys who um, haven't been called up yet, but guys whose season hasn't started for who knows what reason. And that gave you my play for today, because that's the way I thought about it. I'm like, that Lux play is good. It's sneaky. It's exactly what we talk about. A couple bucks. Um, go ahead and get it graded and wait for him to have a full home run game or to come up and, 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 you know, and mash in the world series. So I'd love to tell you what his injury is. It may just be COVID, but he has a huge name in the hobby last year. Couldn't get bigger. And it was a big deal that tops held his rookie card over to 2020 series one. You're then Alvarez. So Alvarez won rookie of the year last year. I mean, he had a season with stats. I don't want to misquote, but, he only played like 80-something games. He played 87 games and hit 27 home runs and had 78 RBIs. That is disgusting. He also batted 313. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen again, but you project that out over a full season. You're talking about 50 home runs and 140 RBIs batting over 300. It's a beast. It's, it's, it's insane type of numbers, and he's already shown that he can do it in the majors. Um, so... That's my pick. He has not played this year. He's going to play this year. He is in an alternate facility getting ready. Um, he has not been cleared. I, I know on some fantasy baseball sites, there was talk of him potentially coming back in this week, and they're not. They're not rushing him, but he played in the game on Saturday and looked like his normal mashing self. He had two doubles in, like, you know, a minor league, you know, warm-up type of game, hitting the ball all over the place. Um we will see him soon. And he is another one of these out of sight, out of mind guys who is a name everyone should know because he won rookie of the year last year. But here's the fun. Even with him being out of sight, out of mind, and his PSA 10 card going down a little bit, I looked at the last three sales. They're anywhere between 52 and $65 for his PSA 10 rookie. You can buy as many of his base raw cards as you want right now for $5 or less. So that's my play. Um, 
I saw before I went on here, I didn't buy it because I want to steal it a lot of 10 for $40. It's $4 a card. You can get 10 of them. Um, you, know, you throw those in a bulk sub if you have to, and you're into these cards for 12, 13 bucks. Um, and even if, even using the crappy, you know, PSA 10 price that we're at now of, you know, 55, 60, $65, it's a four times multiple for your card. But that's a card that is easily a hundred dollars if he comes up and does anything. Also, the raw is one that was not selling for, I mean, I saw a couple, if you want to auction, I mean, I've seen 99 cents, you know, no bids. So you want to hold up some auctions, you know, be careful with the shipping prices and whatnot, but I mean, you can get these cards now, two, three dollars. I guess that bulk, lots of them, four dollars if you have to pay. Um, that will not be there when he comes up, is actually playing and is hitting home runs. And he's in the forefront of people's brains. You know, he's on SportsCenter. Um, and he has the ability to do that. He's already done it. Um, and, you know, we're talking about Tatis. He's, I don't think he's in that category because he's not, you know, as, as skilled as Tatis. He's not a multi-dimensional player, but he's damn good. He won Rookie of the Year. He's a guy who can hit a lot of bombs. And people love home runs. Home runs sexy. So, you know, if Tatis's card is, you know, PSA 10 is 250 to $300, your Dan Alvarez could be 100 bucks in a week. So grab them, grab them now. Um, and, um, you know, you can flip them raw in a week. You don't want to send them to the grade and go right ahead. The, the raw might double in price also. But I would, this is a card that I'd look at to grade um, and hang on to. And, you know, if not this year, next year, who knows? But this is a card I just don't think you can miss on when you're buying them for three bucks and grading them and you're into the card for 11 or $12. Love it. There you guys have it. Luca, luck of the lottery, PSA 10. You get that for under 300. And you're done. Alvarez Raw for two, three, four bucks. Grade it, flip it. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Tell your enemies. Tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.